1: We're excited to worship with you. Um, Whatever is going on in your life this morning, afternoon, whatever time of day it is, it is our hope that you will just press into the Lord and let Him be the center, whatever's going on in your life, and just worship with us as we lift up His name.
2: Suddenly articulate with a thousand tongues to lift.
1: Into your life this morning. We ask that you receive this blessing and just allow God to minister to you. to
0: return towards you in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Well, we had a wonderful time of praise and worship and it's the first Sunday of the month we want to continue doing church how we do church with uh, us celebrating communion on this day and I'm reminded this morning of uh, the words of John the Baptist when he saw Jesus he said, this is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And we can come to him and he cleanses us from all our, our mistakes and failures. And so this morning we're going to come and we're going to pause and take some time and go before the Lord. And uh, bring our, our lives to him, bring our hearts to him. And let him do his work through the power of the Holy Spirit. So Sean and I are going to be leading you in communion. Um, Hopefully you've got your your bread and you've got the fruit of the vine uh, in front of you. And so uh, this is what the Apostle Paul said. He said, for I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so is going to be leading us in, uh, in the bread and uh, going to the Lord with that. So thank you. Thank
1: you, Jesus. Lord, we come before you and we're so thankful for the sacrifice that you made for us, Lord the death that you endured, Lord, for us. And so, Lord, we lift this bread to you and we remember everything that you've done for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.
0: Let's take this together. Paul goes on and he says in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper saying this cup is a new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it so let's go to the Lord Heavenly Father we thank you for you sending your son Lord he died on the cross and offered his body, but he shed his blood that cleanses us from all our unrighteousness, all of the mishaps we have in life, all our failures, and so we, we dream together now, we celebrate what you've done for us, remembering that it's the blood of Jesus that makes us right with you, so we drink together now, in Jesus' name, amen. he said for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you are announcing the lord's death until he comes again amen
1: and we're chapel family we miss you i truly believe when all this is behind us we are really going to appreciate even more being able to come together Hey, if you are visiting us for the first time, we welcome you. We have a Connect Card link, and if you would just click on that link and put as much uh, information as you're comfortable with, and just let us know you joined us today. Hey, LWC family, continue to fill out those Connect Cards as well. Uh, Send in your prayer request, your praise report. We really feel more connected to you when we get those cards, so, so keep them coming as well. Let me just say thank you to all of you who are continuing to to support the ministry here at LWC. We could not move forward without your generosity and your faithfulness. And thank you to those that are continuing to give to the ministries that you support as well. On this slide are ways that you can give. Uh, There's a a link. You can click on that as well as text and give. And you can send by mail also. Well, next week is uh, we are getting ready to celebrate the biggest and greatest event ever, and we call that Easter. And we know that the enemy tried over 2,000 years ago to keep this event from happening. And he has tried again, but guess what? It's still happening. It's going to look a little different this year. Uh, Instead of you coming to us, we're going to be going into your home. Um, But together, we will still celebrate that Jesus walked out of that grave and conquered death, and he is alive. We have some fun things planned as well, so just take a few minutes uh, if you don't mind, and when this video is done, share it. Uh, We would love for as many people uh, as possible to join our video cast next week. At the end of this message, uh, Pastor James's message, there's also a slide that has questions on it. Please take time uh, to fill those to go over those questions with your family. Uh, If there's one positive thing that has came out of all of this, it's that families are getting to spend more time together. So take advantage of that, talk to one another, share with one another and pray for one another. Um, So if you will just take a few minutes to shoot somebody a quick text Uh, Let them know you're thinking about them. Um, Even though we are in a a state of social distancing, uh, we still can take time to encourage one another. So uh, let's do that real quick while we get ready for Pastor James.
0: Days like today, it makes us realize how there are times and seasons for everything. Who would have ever imagined that I would be preaching out of our den here at the Reese Home? But here we are. And there you are in your home. Uh, we just never know where the road of life is going to take us. Um, but I want to start out my message with prayer. Um, because if there's ever been a time that we need prayer in our country, and our world, is right now. So let's go to the Lord. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that you are God and that there's nothing bigger than you. In fact, Lord God, we declare that you are an awesome God. And everything that that is in front of us, Lord God, is... Uh, is we are able to navigate because of you, but we want to pray for our our world and especially our our nation. We want to pray for our national leaders, for President Trump and those that are surrounding him. Lord, we pray that your hand of of direction and and blessing will be upon them as they navigate through this very difficult time with the coronavirus pandemic. We also pray for our state leaders, for Governor Ducey and for. Uh, those that are surrounding him lord i pray that you will draw them to seek your face for wisdom and understanding as they try to help our our state here in arizona be with our our local leaders father every mayor every uh, council man and woman that is leading our cities and our communities Uh, we pray your blessing upon them but especially we want to pray for our health professionals doctors and nurses Uh, first responders, Lord God, who are on the front lines. We pray that you will protect them, strengthen them, give them the endurance that they need as they're working so many hours, Lord God. Be with those that have been affected close to home, uh, those that have lost a loved one from the pandemic, Lord. We pray your comfort to be upon them. And those that are maybe uh, suffering with a virus right now, we pray that the healing hand of Jesus will be upon them, Lord. We just believe that when we pray that, that things happen and so we stand together. We believe together that you're going to do uh, what only God can do. So we pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. You know we are learning. Uh, in fact, Sean and I have been talking about this. We're learning to be the church without going to a building, and uh, that's easier said than done when we when we talk about it because we always say that the church is not a building; it's people. But when you're brought to a place in your life where it becomes a reality. It makes you take a step back, and and that's what we're doing right now. I think the the people uh, in America and the people in the world are taking a step back because we're we're really being confronted with something that's bigger than us, uh, but it's not bigger than God. And uh, and there may be someone listening today or someone watching, and and God has a word for you. He's going to be your source of calm, your source of peace in this very difficult time. Uh, we're hearing all kinds of to me, foreign phrases. Uh, For example, how many of you never heard of social distancing before the coronavirus pandemic? I know I hadn't. And then Tuesday, we get the announcement from Governor Ducey uh, for a stay at home uh, order statewide uh, over the coronavirus, and it has taken social distancing to a whole different level, exponentially greater than what we've ever seen. And I need to tell you this, I'm in full agreement with all the safeguards that are being placed. And I would ask everyone to submit to the wisdom of health professionals and the leaders that we have. I believe that God has placed uh, some wisdom in us being distant from each other. Uh, But becoming socially distant is not something that most people get excited about. I'm Hispanic. I'm a Mexican. I'm a vato from the barrio. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we don't ever get socially distant. We love to hug. We love to pound. We love to high five and shake hands and and just love on people. And as Christians, we're no different. You know, Christians are, they love to engage. They love to uh, uh, hug people. In fact, Living with Chapel, uh, most of the time for, for a meet and greet, I have got to separate you guys because you're hugging and you're loving on each other. And it's a wonderful thing. But, you know, when when times like this come, the word speaks to us. Uh, God will never waste a social distant season in our life. And we learned this from the life of Jesus. You know, Jesus uh, was a very compassionate Savior. He still is. And he was always around a lot of people. He was always healing people. And the masses would come to him. And there's a place in the gospel very early in his ministry, where he had told everybody, "Don't say all these things that I'm doing." He was, he was, he, he did not want to be exposed as the Messiah because it was not time for him to be glorified. And uh, and we read there uh, how he found time to to distance himself. And I want to read it. It's from Luke chapter five, verse fifteen and sixteen, and it says this: Despite Jesus's instructions to not go and talk about everything he had done. The report of his power spread even faster and vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed from their diseases. So the people, the multitude came to him. There was no social distancing. He was amongst all the multitudes. But then verse 16 says this, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. In other words, he socially distanced himself so that he could be with the Father and so that he could be filled with the, the necessary uh, uh, pouring that he needed for his life. And if Jesus needed to socially distance himself, so do we. Uh, God is calling me right now to be socially distant, but to be Christ near. And, uh, and I really think he's calling us uh, to, to do the same, Last week, I talked about uh, God is never quarantined. In other words, God is not in some far galaxy uh, distance from, from his people. He's not in under the ground, uh, uh, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 be- feet below the earth. Uh, in fact, God is always everywhere. He's omnipresent. Uh, God is also uh, all-powerful. He's omnipotent. Uh, God is all-knowing. He knows everything that's going on. He's omniscient. He knows your thoughts. He knows your fears. He knows your anxieties. And and God is here for you. Uh, And not only is he not in quarantine, he's calling me to come near to him. He's calling you to draw near to him. The Apostle James, he he wrote this in his uh, letter to the church. In James chapter 4, verse 8, he said this Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Don't we need that right now in this season that we're in? Don't we need to be drawn near to the Father? And then it says, right after that, it says, Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double minded. And if that doesn't speak to us right now, I mean, I don't know what will. We're living in those days right now where where we're dealing with both of those necessities in our life. And so uh, from this passage, I want to share two uh, peace-producing points, I'm going to call them that, uh, that will help us as we navigate this week. And I really believe that God's going to speak to you as he's spoken to me. The first point is this, we have to cultivate communion with God. Let me ask you a question. Where is your peace level right now? If there was a meter to measure your peace, would that meter, if it was like on a scale of one to 10, would that meter go way down uh, to maybe one or two? And you may be filled with anxiety, with fear, maybe even terror, and uh, you need peace? Or would that level of that meter go up and you would be at an eight or a nine or a 10 That means that your life is filled with peace. Do you wanna have peace in the midst of this pandemic? The answer is for you to get close to God. The closer proximity you are to Jesus, the greater your peace will be in your life. The greater your peace will be in every day. And the way that we do that is we cultivate that peace. Um, When you cultivate something, you, you work the ground to make it grow. Uh, when you work the ground, you make it better. You make it healthier. In fact, my wife right now, uh, she's working on a salsa garden. So she's been working and cultivating and getting some some uh, uh, planters together. And then she asked me uh, if I would build a planter for her, a uh, salsa garden, kind of a, uh, a a place where she could put it that it would be above the ground. She doesn't want it in the ground she wants it above the ground and she wants to plant her jalapenos her serranos uh uh, cilantro uh she wants to plant onions and all these necessities for it to 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 make this salsa the best it could be um in fact i think that she even wants to plant a uh tomato can uh tomato sauce can and if that grows that'll be a miracle in itself then we really can social distance ourselves and not have to go to the store so pray really hard for that to happen (laughs) But I know this, the better we cultivate the soil, the greater the chances for these plants to grow and the healthier they will grow. Now, God wants for your relationship to grow with him, for your relationship to get better, for your relationship to get healthier. Notice what James wrote. He said, come near to God and he will come near to you. You see, when you come near to God, it's a step in the right direction. You know, the the original word for come near or draw near can be translated as the word communion and the word fellowship. And we were all created for fellowship. I'm better with people around me. I'm a lot better with Shauna in my life. I'm better with uh, the people that God has placed in my life. You know, the church is a better place with our administrator, Emma Wilson. It's better with uh, Mike West as, a, as one of our pastors and just other people. We're better with people around us uh, because we were created for fellowship. In fact, in the very beginning uh, of the creation account, it tells us that it's not good for the man to be alone. And it speaks to me that uh, I'm not created for social distancing. Even though at this time I submit myself at this at this season uh, to distance myself from uh, for the good of my family, for the good of my friends, and for the good of my community, uh, it would be selfish for me not to to distance myself. But that's not who I am. I do it because I love my family, I love my friends, I love my community, I love my church. I don't want for anyone uh, to to get sick with this pandemic. I want for us to stay safe. Uh, But I was created for community. And I want you to think about how close the word community is to communion. You know, communion is where we have intimacy. I can have intimacy with God. And God is revealed to us as a triune God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The Godhead is in communion with each other. And the Godhead calls us to be in community with Him. God does not want for us to be distant from Him. And, and here's what I want you to know. God is not contaminated. The world around us is. The coronavirus contaminates you. It infects you. and it infects not only a, a, a horrible disease that destroys our body, but it also infects people with fear, with terror. And and living in, in, in fear of this coronavirus, you're in fear of something you don't even see. And why are you in fear? Because you don't want to be infected. But here's the thing that I want you to grab a hold of today. The only infection you will get with God is you will be infected with his peace. You will be infected with his Compassion, You'll be infected with his faithfulness and his self-control, all the things that we need, all the things that we lack. And here's what Jesus said in John 14. He said this, verse 27. He said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So in other words, Jesus' peace is completely different from the world's peace. Jesus' peace is God's peace. And then he said this, he says, Do not let your heart be troubled, and do not be afraid. Our world is is, is troubled right now. People don't know what to do. Our world is living in fear. And the antidote, the healing, is Jesus. The peace that you need right now is in Jesus. And the closer you are in proximity, the, the more that you cultivate your relationship with God, the more that you draw near, the more that He will come to you. See, He's not going to violate your free will. God doesn't do that. He does not He does not go against uh, uh, our ability to say, that we want you in our life. He, invi- he wants for us to invite Him. He invites us into this relationship. And I believe that God is speaking to someone right now and He's saying, I'm inviting you into this relationship where you're going to find peace. That you never ever experienced in your whole life—a peace that surpasses your understanding, a peace that will that will get you through the storm that we're in right now. Here's point number two. Continually cleanse your hands and your soul. I have washed my hands more in the last two weeks than I have in my whole in the whole year. I have a sanitizer in my car. I have a sanitizer in my office. I have a sanitizer next to my favorite chair here in the house. Uh, I I sanitize every time I do anything. Anytime I touch anything, we sanitize doorknobs and all the things. And can I tell you why I sanitize? Because I don't want to be contaminated by the virus. And look at what what James said. James said, wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. You know, what separates me from this uh, wonderful peace that I have with Jesus, what tries to come in all the time is sin. And sin will separate me from this relationship with God. Um, And sin will try to destroy that relationship that I have with God. So when James says, wash your hands, it speaks to my actions. What do I do with my life? What am I actually practicing? When it says, purify your hearts, it speaks to our motives. What am I thinking? What am I allowing to go into my mind? You know, sin tries to drive a wedge between me and my father. It it can be a barrier between me and God. And here's what I want you to know. Everybody sins. We all fall short of the glory of God. God is not a condemning God. He's a restoring God. God is not trying to beat you over the head with a sledgehammer. He sent his son so that you could be cleansed from all the things that we do wrong. Here, here's what the Apostle John wrote in 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. He said, if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness, from all unrighteousness. See, we can daily go to God. And, and when we go to God, he, if we go with, to him with all our mishaps, with all our failures, with all the things that we've done wrong, the Bible says that he is faithful to forgive us of all our wrongdoings. Jesus has cleansed us through what he did on the cross at Calvary, and he restores us into this wonderful relationship with our Father in heaven. See, I, I have this relationship with, with God. And it's the greatest relationship I can have. But I also know I have a relationship with others. And I also know that I can go to them for accountability. And let me ask you a question. Do you have someone in your life that you can talk to about the things that you're struggling with? Uh, do you have a person that you can trust, that you can speak to them from, from in, in the place that you're in, uh, that they can come alongside and help you get restored? Here, here's what... Um, Here's what James wrote. Uh, He said this, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I have people in my life that I can talk to about the things that I'm struggling with or the things that I've struggled in. And they come alongside, not to tell me how bad I am, but to restore me. We all need those people in our lives. And we want to be a church that comes not to tell you how bad you are, but to help you get restored. To be there and listen to you and to tell you, you know what, God is your answer. And we're here to help you on your road to recovery. God helps us recover from all the things that the devil has tried to destroy us with. And even in this time of this pandemic, it's teaching us that there are things that are way beyond us. There are things that we cannot control. Uh, there, are, there are addictions and habits that are bigger than us, but they are not bigger than God. And I want to invite you. I, I want to close by just inviting you uh, to, to say yes to Jesus. Because Jesus said yes to you. Jesus took it upon himself to say, I love you. He loved you so much that he went to the cross at Calvary and he died for every single thing that you ever did and every single thing that you ever will do. 26 years ago, going on 27 years, Jesus came into my life and I said yes to him. And from that time, I have had peace that is only, only from God. And I pray that you can have that peace. And it's as easy as A, B, C to say yes to Jesus. That A says, admit that you're a sinner. You know, I had to come to a place and, and say, hey, my life and the way that I'm living it is going nowhere. I'm a sinner and I need, I need a savior. The B stands for believe in Jesus. You got to put your trust in someone that's greater than you. And so today Jesus is saying, put your trust in me and I can change your life. And the C is confess him as your Lord and follow him from this day forward. I want to lead you in a short prayer. And I believe that God is calling you today into this relationship with him. I'm believing you're going to say yes to Jesus. So pray this with me. Father, thank you for loving me. I'm tired of trying to do life on my own. I admit that I'm a sinner in need of your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and he rose from the dead on the third day. I confess him today as my Lord and my Savior and I choose to follow him from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer, and I believe that many of you did, if you, if you said yes to Jesus, we want to celebrate that with you. Because today, not only are we rejoicing, not only are you rejoicing, but the angels in heaven are rejoicing because you have given your life to Jesus Christ. And your life will never be the same. Your life will be filled with peace. Your life will be uh, filled with direction and guidance as he begins to guide you with his word. And we would love to know that if you did that today. So there is a link that's going to be on this uh, video. And I would love for you to go to that leak and just say, I, just tell us that you said yes to Jesus. And all we're going to do is just rejoice and pray for you and help you along the road. We want to be a church to encourage you and to help you in whatever you're going through. So God bless you. And God loves you. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more.